Welcome to this podcast from foodproductiondaily.com with me, Rory Harrington. I'm reporting from Inovia headquarters in Wigdon, UK, and I'm talking to Andy Sweetman, Business Development and Sustainable Technology Manager for the company, about compatible and incompatible layers. Andy, can you tell us what you mean by that in terms of flexible packaging? The, the flexible packaging uh, market tends to very often produce laminate structures, something like 60% in Europe of uh, the packs in the marketplace are laminates. And when we do that, the, the industry takes different types of materials with different properties and prints them and laminates them together. It does it for very good sustainability reasons. It enhances shelf life. It marries the key properties. But with it, it brings an, an inherent incompatibility. Each of these materials are so different that from an end-of-life perspective, there's very little option. Realistically, with finished laminate packs due to the mixed materials, etc., then your only real options are either landfill, worst case, or incineration, best case. So in terms of the advantages that flexible packaging brings, even with incompatible layers, what are they? Well, flexible packaging brings us the ability to to marry the benefits of different uh, materials in terms of moisture barrier, gas barrier, light barrier characteristics. It allows us to lightweight the materials, excellent printability, reduced transportation costs, reduced actual material usage. So there's a lot of benefits in that, in that sense in terms of bringing a very functional pack uh, at minimal use of, re- of resource. But as you say, the one problem has been these incompatible layers. What's Innovia doing to address that problem? Well, we've been doing a lot of work in the last couple of years with regards to our NatureFlex films, which have very similar characteristics to polyester films in terms of transparency, heat resistance, rigidity, etc. So what we're seeing a lot in the marketplace now is NatureFlex being used as one layer or maybe two layers of the laminate, replacing either the PETs or the aluminium foils or metallized polyesters. And then we work in conjunction with other bioplastic materials to replace or to provide other characteristics such as greater seal strength, more tenacity, more uh, resistance to moisture, etc. So we still produce a laminate in the sense that you would in the flexible packaging industry, but this time we're doing it with materials which are fundamentally compatible and open up a range of organic recycling routes as well as traditional incineration. And then what other type of organic routes do they open up? Well, um, on the simplest level, it can be something as uh, as simple as uh, home composting. So these materials can actually biodegrade in your own garden or a home composting uh, bin. Or we move through to industrial composting. And then what we're starting to see now is a lot of development in infrastructure for anaerobic digestion technologies, whereby you take any kind of organic refuse Um, deliberately create anaerobic conditions to produce a biogas and then capture that gas as a renewable energy source. Okay, and in terms of any uh, packaging products that you've so far brought to market using this partnership approach, can you tell us about those? Well, I guess a good one that's um, in the public domain already is the Boulder Canyon uh, potato chip bag. So that would have been before a, a conventional paper a metallized polyester and a polyethylene film. And we keep exactly the same optics, the same pack performance, but but we change the paper to a more sustainable grade of paper. The metallized polyester has been replaced by a metallized high barrier nature flex. And then the polyethylene film on the inside has been replaced by an alternative biopolymer, which has the mechanical characteristics we're looking for typically from a polyethylene. So a greener package with compatible layers. 
Yeah, I mean, the word greener package is always a difficult one because there's all sorts of different things that you can measure. But certainly, if we talk about renewable content, then we've moved from a very low percentage of renewable content to a very high level of of renewable content. We've gone from a material which could only be incinerated or landfilled to one that, that has those options plus a whole raft of organic recycling methods. So in those particular senses, absolutely, it's an improvement. In terms of carbon footprint, very, very similar at the moment with the vision longer term that the bioplastics will come down lower than conventional plastics in terms of carbon footprint as well. Thank you very much for those insights, Andy. This has been Rory Harrington for foodproductiondaily.com at the Nova HQ in Wigdon.